The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo. Madrasa on A. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome to another episode of Madrasa on A. And this is of course the Hajj edition. I'm your host Yasmina Peterson along with Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams in studio. And do also make sure that you send through your comments and your suggestions through to us inshallah as well as your questions if you want clarity on what is being mentioned. Now yesterday you've heard Sheikh completing the uh, Fard uh, Act of Hajj as well as we are under the umbrella of the Fiqh of Hajj that we are dealing with now currently at the moment. And I'm going to be handing over to Sheikh to tell us more as to how far we have gotten inshallah as well as doing the opening dua for us. Sheikh Assalamualaikum. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Sheikh, how are you doing this afternoon? Alhamdulillah, and yourself and Yasmin, how are you Alhamdulillah, Sheikh, alhamdulillah. Sheikh, inshallah, I think that the listener is very eager in terms of the recap as well as doing an opening dua for us for the madrasa program. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, alhamdulillahi wa hada wa salatu wa salamu ala madlana biya ba'd, rabbi sharhli sadri wa yasidli amri, wa hlul uqtatam min lisani yafqahu qawli. اللهم علمنا بما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وارزقنا علما يا ذا الجلال والإكرام السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله thanks and praise due to Allah always and forever then love and salam on our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the last and final messenger whom Allah have guided to be able to take your hand and my hand from the life of jahiliyyah from the life of ignorance, from the life of negativity, to the life of success, to the life of having to be successful in this dunya and to be able to guide us to the success of our qabr and our akhirah. Allahumma ameen, ameen, ya Rabbil alameen. May Allah grant us to be worthy of that status. And may Allah accept us all and may Allah guide us and make us of those who constantly hold fast to that path, insha'Allah. Before we actually go to the... Um, Look at what we did yesterday. Allow me to do the opening dua and let us take our hands together, insha'Allah. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, Ar Rahmanir Rahim, Maliki Yawmiddin, Iyaka Na'budu wa Iyaka Nasta'een, Ihdina Siratal Mustaqeem, Siratal Ladina An'amta Alayhim, Ghayril Maghdubi Alayhim, Waladdaleen, Ameen. وصلى الله على سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه وبارك وسلم والحمد لله رب العالمين ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا فإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم جعلنا من الذين يستمعون القول فيتبعون أحسن اللهم أرنا الحق حقا وارزقنا اتباعه وأرنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه ولا تجعله ملتبسا علينا فنظل يا رب العالمين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا أذاب النار وادخلنا الجنة مع الأبرار يا أزيز يا غفار يا رب العالمين اللهم اجعل الحجاج حجهم حجا مبرورا وسعيهم سعيا مشكورا وذنبهم ذنبا مغفورا وعملهم صالحا مقبولا وتجارتهم لن تبور يا نور النور عالم ما في الصدور أخرجنا وإياهم من الظلمات إلى النور برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم اجعل في سفرهم هذا البر والتقوى ومن العمل ما ترضى اللهم هون عليهم سفرهم هذا وطوعهم بعدا اللهم انت الصاحب في السفر والخليفه في الاهل اللهم انا نعوذ بك من وثاء السفر وكآب وكآبه المنظر وسوء المنقلب في الأهل والمال والولد برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا أذاب النار وأدخلنا الجنة مع الأبرار يا أزيز يا غفار يا رب العالمين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين Alhamdulillah, as for the, um, what we did yesterday, 
we were looking at some of the aspects of under the, the, the heading of the fiqh of hajj some of the aspects which we completed on, under the sunnah acts of the hajj and then we went to the fard acts and the wajib acts and then we entered into some of the conditions of validity of the tawaf alhamdulillah that is where we we ended off yesterday and for today inshallah we're carrying on onto the second portion now in the in the one that we ended off yesterday is having to mention the fact that the person needs to cover his private parts as part of the validity of the ihram and and what i've used is the explanation of having to show us how today in the modern day and time when we perform salah uh, um, then people as, as dressed in clothing and unfortunately they, it opens up their private parts or it, pri- it opens up the, 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 the portion of the, the body that needs to be covered now there's a certain portion of the body of the female that needs to be covered and that portion of the body of the female that needs to be covered is every, every portion of her body except for her hands from the wrist onwards and except for her, uh, her head and the head is uh, uh, I may except for her face, not the head, except for her face. And the face is from beneath the the the, the chin uh, up to the uh, in fo- before the hair. Now that is the face of the woman from ear to ear. Um, the ears is part of the cover. The, the fact that needs to be covered that cannot be opened because all that is aura. The wood that's the female side. Now, if any portion of that is open in ihram or open in the state of having to perform a tawaf, then unfortunately your tawaf is not valid. It's not accepted. Similarly, as that is not accepted, um, in, in our salah, if you perform your salah with any of that as a female, with any of that portions open, then unfortunately now the female's, the female's feet is also aura. Uh, a feed cannot be open, not while she's in salah, not while she's in tawaf, but she cannot have a feed open in public when she leaves her home. If a woman's feet is open when she leaves her home, then she's exposed her aura. So then standing in salah, her salah is not accepted. Then being in, 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 in tawaf, her tawaf is not accepted. But these are the conditions down to all of us. Ya Rabbi, may Allah open the path. Um, I'm actually using the, the aspects. Now, it happens with males as well. Not necessarily that the male have the aura open. The is aura is open. But the what is aura of the body is what our deen has made aura. What has the deen made aura? The deen has made aura. We don't refer to the private parts only as aura. But we put the, as a woman, her whole body is made aura. And means the other portion, only the hands from the wrist can, and the hand is, can be open and the face can be open. Besides those two portions, everything else is aura of the woman. Any portion of a hair that's open is aura. Any portion of a neck that's open is aura. Front neck or back neck, back neck is aura. And if that is open in public, it's aura. She's exposed to aura. And if that is open in salah, the salah is not accepted. And if that is open in, in Tawaf, it's not except that's from the female side. The male side, everything that from the, 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 the navel to the knee is aura. Everything from the male side, everything, the navel, the navel right around the body, from the navel uh, to, the, to, the, to the knee, right around the body, all of that is aura on the male. And if any of that portion is open, then the, 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 the salah is not accepted or the tawaf is not accepted. But if anything on the aura has been exposed where you can see the aura or it protrudes out onto the, either outside the, the, the clothing or it is exposed, not open, you, but, but you can see the effects, then that would, tawaf or salah is not accepted. Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. It's very interesting. And here, I allow you to send through your questions if you are not clear on anything on the SMS number, which is 47913. Alternatively, you can drop us a WhatsApp, which is even easier, on 072-238-0712. We are dealing with the fiqh of Hajj, and this is now the validation of the tawaf, inshallah. But for now, Sheikh, you can continue, inshallah. Um, In a hadith, Abu Hurairah, he mentions to us, that the Messenger of Allah assigned Abu Bakr to lead the pilgrims who went to perform Hajj the year before the Hajjatul Wada, 
which means the ninth year, the Nabi, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sent Abu Bakr to perform the Hajj. On the day of the sacrifice, Abu Bakr sent me, that is, that is Abu Hurairah, sent me along with a group of people to, in order to announce no polytheists will perform Hajj after this year, meaning no kafir may be able to perform Salah after this, and no naked person will circumambulate the Kaaba. Right? Meaning from, from this year onwards, the ninth year, no person that has, before, has been in, in, the, in the past been naked, you, so it knows your body must be covered, that portions of the body, or no naked person must be able to, be, or no person must be around the Kaaba naked to be able to perform the Hajj or the Umrah. As from the ninth year onwards. Subhanak, that, that is what Abu Hurairah informs us. Allah Ta'ala says to us in the Holy Quran in reference to Surah Surah Al-A'raf, Surah number 7, verse number 31. Allah says, Ya Bani Adam, khudu zinatakum inda kulli masjid. O children of Adam, take your adornment, meaning your clothing, your covering, your protection of your body, at every masjid, meaning when you are busy in the masjid and you come to the masjid with sunnah salah or fort salah or anything that you do in the masjid, see that you are dressed decently. Decently means you don't need to have expensive clothing on, you don't need to have modern clothing on. It must be decent, decently covered, decently dressed, not exposed, not it mustn't be see-through and it mustn't be tight fitting clothing that fits the body which means because all those things expose your your privacy Billah. may Allah uh, this is for the male and the female and may Allah to protect that unfortunately day this is happening in the modern world where many people come to the masajid and they perform the salam males especially adults sometimes old people and there's not a sense of recognition that what is aura what is not aura it's become such a Norman comp. So if this is happening amongst the elderly of today, and it happens about the adults of today, what do you expect the youth to do? So the problem is not the youth. The youth see us that we, you and me, are the role models in the masjid, in the masajid. We are. And so if we are not decently dressed, and by decent we mean that is loose clothing, and clothing that is covers our body, if it isn't loose and covers our body and there is nothing that can expose our, our, our privacies, subhanak, then unfortunately we are the people who expose the negativity to our youth that they take them from us. But if we do it in the righteous way, the adults and the elderly, and we take the responsibility as role models of our society and our communities, subhanak, then Allah will protect the future generations so that they do not fall in because that they take us as the role models when we are in the masajid. Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. For those of you who have sent through your questions that uh, are looking for answers, we are going to be answering that at about after 3 o'clock, inshallah. Sheikh will be tackling your questions. Shukran so much for sending that through. You can still send through questions if you have any on our WhatsApp number as well as our SMS number. But for now, I hand back over to Sheikh to continue, inshallah. Sheikh, tafadun. Shukran for that one, Tiasmina. Alhamdulillah. Sorry for that one. Before the break, we dealt with the, uh, on, on the fiqh of hajj, the validity of the tawaf. What makes the tawaf valid? And obviously, if, if those things is not in place, then in, it in, invalidates the tawaf, which means then your tawaf is not accepted. May Allah protect. We dealt with the second one, which says, speaks to us about the covering of one's private parts. The, 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 with the either the haram and or whatever you are clothed in when you perform a tawaf. Um, we can then go over to the third one, which they say, it, the fully completion, the seven rounds around the Kaaba. That when you're going to perform a tawaf, then a tawaf consists of seven, one tawaf consists of seven rounds, they call it a shout, seven shouts around the Kaaba. Um, uh, uh, seven of those, uh, so, so from, and it starts from, from the Hajjul Aswat, and it ends with the Hajj al-Aswad, which means because it's round, there where it starts, there it ends. And that's just one covering. And then we carry on and it, the second one until you complete seven of those completed. That makes one tawaf, right? Now the Prophet made seven rounds. Ibn Omar said the messenger of Allah arrived and succumbulated the house and, and made the tawaf around the Kaaba, seven ta uh, the, the seven rounds as one tawaf. 
prayed two rak'ats at Maqam Ibrahim and made the seven circuits between Safa and Marwa as a necessity. And Allah says in pertaining to that, with reference to everything that we do in Islam and here even to do with his Hajj or the, or the Umrah, Indeed, says Allah Ta'ala, لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنًا In Surah Al-Ahzab, Surah number 33, verse number 21, Indeed, in the Messenger of Allah, you have an excellent example for man. Of everything that you and I need to do and live by, Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, Allah is the excellent example to be able to show us what is it like to become a decent human being, a decent slave, a person who wants to be a person in ibadah, or a person in his normal life. Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is the best example, the excellent example for us. May Allah grant us to be able to realize and put us. The Prophet Allah says, mentioned to us, he was demonstrating the meaning of the verse of Allah where Allah says, let them uh, make tawaf at the ancient house, the Kaaba in Mecca, in Surah Al-Hajj, Surah number 22, verse number 29. The reference to seven times around the Kaaba to make the tawaf and to be able to make the two rak'ats at, at Maqam Ibrahim is part of the tawaf and if you are busy in an umrah or a hajj then you need to come do the two to the seven movements between Safa and Marwa and, and, and that uh, makes up what we call the, 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 the process of the, of, the, of the whole tawaf if a person leaves any part of the seven circumambulations the seven uh, 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 shouts around the Kaaba even a small part of it it does not suffice. Then you, the, if one small portion of one shout is been broken, then unfortunately the person um, uh, invalidates his own tawaf. Right? If a person has a doubt as to how many he has completed, he must act upon the lesser of the two, because in a doubt is the, the most or less. He must act upon the lesser, in which he accepts the lesser to be the real one that he thinks is possible, which is the portion that he, he is certain of. Right? The lesser one he's certain of, if he says uh, between, I, I don't know, is this is my, my fifth one or my sixth one? So that's obviously in the fifth one, he's, he then says, I've completed the fifth, and then carries on to do the sixth round. Right? This is, this is what the scholar says to us when they speak about the completion of the full, the full, uh, the com- full completion of the seven rounds that there is. And and as we said, if a person leaves off a portion of it, he leaves off a portion of it, um, then it invalidates it. it. It's not valid then, um, unless there is reasons why he needs. Because the scholar says to us, um, the, the the next point as to uh, 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 that that a person, the beginning of the cumulation of the tawaf around the Kaaba starts with a black stone. And it ends with a black stone, right? Um, and the person needs to put his, the house on his right, on his left hand side. He has the house on his left hand side, and 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 he goes around the Kaaba, right, in that direction. This is based on the hadith of Jabir, which states that when the messenger of Allah came to Mecca, he went to the black stone, he touched it, and then began his uh, tawaf around the Kaaba with the seven shouts. Um, he began his shout at the, uh, to the right of the black stone and circumambulated the house. He went around tawaf seven times, doing the seven shouts. He was doing uh, the rumble act, act, the, the rumble effect, which means the uh, m- motional effect in, in the first three movements around the Kaaba. And the rest of the four, the four of them was walking normally. If anyone circumambulates or makes a tawaf of the house, with the house on the right hand side, his tawaf is not valid, is invalid, right? So, but obviously, all of us, when we enter the Haram of Makkah, you see everybody else going into that one simple direction. So it's not difficult to be able to come and, and realize you shouldn't go the other way, right? 
But should there be anybody at any moment, at any time, want to say, okay, I want to do it off the other way, it's not going to be valid, it's not going to be accepted. So one cannot use your, your intellect by saying, okay, now I've been doing it so many times that way, can't I do it the other way around? It's only accepted in the one direction, right? May Allah accept from all of us. Um, uh, the next point, number six, the tawaf around the house has to be outside the house as opposed to inside any portion of it. Now, um, when we say outside the house, we need to understand one cannot go inside the baytullah, inside of it, and then make tawaf inside it. Now, or any portion of it. Now, what we understand today, the baytullah, the Kaaba, um, has a, 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 a structured form that looks like a cube, right? And, and, and the cube effect has a door that you probably can enter into. But then there's a side called Hijr Ismail, and that Hijr Ismail section actually belongs to the building of the Kaaba itself. And that is part of the interior inside of the Kaaba. So if anybody goes and makes his tawaf inside Maqam Ibrahim, I'm sorry, inside Hijr Ismail, then that unfortunately invalidates the tawaf. Which means the tawaf is not valid anymore. right? Because you must perform your tawaf around the Kaaba. And around the Kaaba is not inside the Kaaba. Right? It's not inside. It must all, all be outside the Kaaba. As we said, Khijr um, Ismail is part of the Kaaba. So Khijr Ismail is seen to be inside the Kaaba. And that you need to perform your tawaf around the Kaaba, which means outside the Kaaba, with inclusive of Hijr Ismail, you cannot go through the side of the Kaaba or through in, inside the Hijr Ismail. It needs to be around Hijr Ismail and the outside of Hijr Ismail as being saying that you have actually performed your tawaf outside the Kaaba, outside the house. Now, Lotus says, um, to us in Surah number 2, verse number 29, we've mentioned that. Um, let them make the tawaf of the ancient house and the Kaaba at Makkah, which implies accumulating or making tawaf of the entire house. If someone makes the tawaf from, the, from within the Hijr Ismail, the empty space separating the new foundation from the original foundation, his tawaf is not valid because the Prophet وسلم, said the hijr is part of the house. So Nabi وسلم, said to us that the hijr is part of the house. Subhanahu which means the hijr Ismail is part of the, the Kaaba, the Kaaba itself. The next point, performing the rounds immediately one after another. Which means a person wants to perform the tawaf as part of his validity of that tawaf. He needs to see that he performs all seven together, right? Uh, uh, if I say all seven together, he follows one, then two, then three, then four. He doesn't have a break in between. This is the manner in which the Prophet ﷺ performed the tawaf. He said, take your rights of pilgrimage from me. Take your means of tawaf. Oh, the of, of, of a pilgrimage from me, the one who actually right? If the person stops to make ablution or to perform an obligatory prayer, meaning, meaning there's a, why is he, he he's busy performing the tawaf and suddenly the adhan goes or the akama goes and needs to perform the salah. That has commenced or the rest, rest a little or to rest a little because of feeling tired or, or uncomfortable. A, a little this he may continue from where he left off however if he breaks for a long period if he breaks for a lengthy period he then has to start right over from the beginning so uh, um, let, let's say a person performs the the, the tawaf and yeah he gets to shout number three he started from Khajr aswat and he gets to most probably the hijr point and at that moment he feels he wants to, he needs to go to the toilet to relieve himself. He can actually leave immediately to go and relieve himself, right? And then he takes wudu after he's relieving himself and he comes into the haram. Then now 
uh, shout number three, which he started with, he needs to go back to the Hajj to the Hajj al-Aswat and start from there, number three. And then, which because he did not complete number three, he needs to start number three over and start from three, four, because he has started one and two and number three he fell off, fell out. And then he has not completed that one. He goes and come in and start with number three from the Hajr al-Aswat again. So he starts with number three, number four, number five, number six, number seven. And that brings around about the end of his first hurt. But if he has been, um, this is the one in when you have gone out, but if a person has, uh, like for instance, in the Salah, the, uh, a person has made three shouts, and is busy and has made the shout from, from, from the third one from Hajr al-Aswat, and he's moved on and he gets to the Hajr Ismail side and he karma goes and he makes Salah with him, and the Salah comes to an end and he stands up and he carries on, then he's carrying on, it's now completing of number three and then number four, number five. He doesn't need to start again with, 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 with number three from where, if it's in the side, the Haram, or he's part of the, the Ibadah that he's doing. I think we all understand the process of what is meant by where that the person have to see that all, all seven shouts must be completed collectively together inshallah shukran so much for that i hope that you're jotting all of this down and you're having your pens and papers handy alhamdulillah and also the for the questions that has come through we will definitely be looking at that after three o'clock inshallah so that is when we will be un- undercovering the questions as well as uh, some of you send through your comments through on our whatsapp as well as our sms but for now we're heading back over to sheikh inshallah for sheikh to continue as to where she stopped just before the ad break sheikh tafatul shukran for that one yasmina Alhamdulillah, before the outbreak we just stopped at the conditions that brings about the validity of the Tawaf. We have now completed, that has brought us to the end of that. We're going now to the conditions for the validity of the Sa'i, the circuits between Safa and Marwa. The following are the conditions for the validity of the Sa'i, which is the Sa'i between Safa and Marwa. Um, the first one of that is Performing seven circuits. And performing seven circuits meaning you go from Safa to Marwa and that is considered one. From Marwa to Safa again that's considered two. From Safa again to Marwa that's three. From Marwa to Safa that's four. From Safa to Marwa that's five. From Marwa to Safa again that's six. And then from Safa to Marwa and you end on Marwa. And that brings about the end of the seven sorts. That is, which means the tawaf between saf, the tawaf at the Baytul Bar is seven shouts starting from the, the, the Hajrul Aswat until the Hajrul Aswat. Whereas the shouts between Safa and Marwa is a one way walk. The one way walk, the one way direction from Safa to Marwa is considered one, the, other, the opposite direction is considered two. Right? And so every time you do one of those two walks, then that's considered one shout of the seven shouts. That seven shouts collectively makes up what we call one full sigh, right? May Allah accept from all of us. So uh, the, the scholar says to us, one of the conditions is performing the seven shouts, and it must be con- consisting of all seven that makes up the, the tawaf or the sigh. Um, and then the next one they say, beginning with Safa and ending with Marwa. Right? As I've said, as I've shown you prior to this, you start off with number one from Safa to Marwa, and then that, that's one, and then two would be from Marwa to Safa, three would be from Safa to Marwa, four would be from Marwa to Safa, five would be from Safa to Marwa, six would be from Marwa to Safa, and then seven would be from Safa to, to Marwa, and there we end on that. That is the they, they say that's the second condition, it must consist of starting where and ending where. And then the third condition is performing along the specific path between Safa and Marwa. Because what is meant, a person should perform it in that specific path. You can't go outside and say I'm walking equal to Safa and Marwa, so I also have made a, 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 a sign. No, it must be on the path that's Alice given to us that is between Safa and Marwa, that the, uh, Sayyidatina Hajira was using, shown to us by the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa as to how you and I must be using it. And that is the only way and the only place where it can be done, and it cannot be done 
outside of, of the place. Like for instance, if a person makes a tawaf outside the Baytullah, and only when the conditions is conditions that the bait the haram is so full and a person cannot perform tawaf inside and the person now goes outside to perform it then it is would be considered valid but the side the side between safa and marwa must be between safa and marwa cannot be outside if it is to be done um, that then brings to us the, the end of the conditions of the side and then the end of the conditions of the tawaf as well, right? Alhamdulillah, we now go on to the actions that is prohibited for the pilgrim. Is the actions that is prohibited that the pilgrim may not do, they have to abstain from? Easy, yes or no? And the following are, are forbidden for the pilgrim. Things that are forbidden for them. The first amongst all of them is the fact that the person may, wear, may, may not wear sewn clothing. And now Sheikh is going to be covering something new within our umbrella, which is the fiqh of Hajj. Sheikh is going to be going on to some of looking at some of the actions that are prohibited on this journey. Now I'm going to be handing over to Sheikh to continue, inshallah. Con- As Auntie Yasmin has mentioned there, we're looking at the prohibited acts, um, the things that is forbidden for the pilgrim whilst being there. The first factor, the, uh, the, pilgrim, the pilgrim that's on Hajj and on Umrah, may not wear clothing that is sewn. If it's sewn together, then that's not permissible for the use of what we call the, the, the ihram, and especially this is for males. Not with reference to females. There is a slightly different. Um, the, in, in a hadith, Ibn Umar, the, the son of Sayyidina Umar, Abdullah Ibn Umar, narrated that the man came and said, O Messenger of Allah, what is a pilgrim, allow, what is a pilgrim allowed to wear of clothing? The Messenger of Allah answered, He must not wear an undergarment, a turban, a trousers, a hooded cloak, or leather socks unless he cannot find slippers. If such, in such a case, he can wear the leather socks which should be cut so as to be below the ankles. It is also forbidden for him to wear clothes scented with safram or a kind of plants used for dyeing. An exception is made from those for those who cannot find anything other than trousers or leather socks to wear them without cutting them. Ibn Abbas said, I heard the Prophet ﷺ giving a speech at Arafah, saying, whoever cannot find sandals can wear leather socks, and whoever cannot find a waistcloth can wear trousers as a pilgrim. But alhamdulillah, that is when there is circumstances uncomfortable. In a time when there hasn't been much Today we live in a world that where these billions and billions of you cannot say you cannot find. There's, there's no such an excuse. With reference to males, there's no such an excuse. Um, and when it is leather sock, the scholar says, the hadith mentioned by uh, uh, the Nabi sallallahu uncle about the fact that you can use leather socks gives clarity to the fact that leather socks must be open at the ankles and that the other hadith gives that condition. So he mustn't say that the leather, I, I, I've worn this leather sock because uh, um, I, I, I uh, need to be able to, I, I can't find sandals. Today's life, alhamdulillah, we live in a world where there is billions and billions and billions of sandals. Instead, at the haram, many a times, they sweep the cat sandals outside and they throw it on heaps and heaps of thousands of, there's today not millions, there's billions and billions of sandals to be found around the world, right? Subhanak. And so the conditions that was given into, into the processes of the wearing of sewn clothing, I would like to add the understanding that sewn means something that's been sewn together. So if you use any form of sewing with, 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 with having to, to cover the thing to look like almost like a garment, then unfortunately, no, that may not be used, right? So 
using uh, the, 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 the big uh, the thing what, where you press the, the uh, uh, sides together to be able to put it as together or uh, the, the what they call that the, 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 the clothing or the virus uh, Velcro Velcro, that's <laughs> a nice name Sorry for that word The word Velcro Those are all shown that, that, that the thing is, is, is shown because, uh, You've actually sewn the Velcro on Or the Velcro has an effect to create a, a sewn effect to the clothing Or a zip or, or pins Or anything that you use to put the thing together To let it be part of an easier flow for your clothing the purpose for ihram is to be able to create simplicity. That you have the thing as simple and you take it out of the sense of decency and, and want to look like a shirt and must look like a, 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 a pants or a, or, a, or, a, or, a, or a trouser or a blazer or something. It mustn't look at anything. They must, you must bring down total simplicity because simplicity brings about a strong, strong form of humility. And you can find an easy form of interaction with your Lord through simplicity and humility. When there is uh, the egotistic processes in our life, then that wants to give us a smart suit, a smart shirt, a, 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 a smart uh, trouser. And, and this is unfortunately what Allah doesn't want for us to have in the process of ihram, especially where the males is concerned. The woman must be able to wear the clothing as simple and as open, as free-flowing as possible in ihram and to have the least form of taking note. And especially today where you see people go around with ihram that has the effect of, of beautiful colors and, and has on an, an, a bias that is of gold and of glitters and all. These is not accepted within ihram. Ihram must be total, total simplicity, free flowing, open, and, and the, the aura has been covered. Um, I think that covers the first aspect of the, the, uh, the, the, the things that is not permissible for us to wear in the state of ihram. Um, this, the scholar says the second one is a woman covering her face or hands. And Omar related that the Prophet said The female pilgrim is not to wear a veil over her face or gloves However It is permissible for her to cover her face if men pass her by Hisham ibn Urwa narrated from Fatima bin Mundir that she said We used to cover our faces with our headscarves while we were pilgrims at the time we were with Asma binti Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu an which means Asma uh, is, is, is one of the, the, the women that lived in the time of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and she was reared and nurtured by the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as a, the, the, she's being the daughter of, of Sayyidina Abu Bakr and the sister of Sayyidina, Sayyidatina Aisha radiallahu anha and she did not because she would have instructed or she would have taught or in, 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 and guided the ladies if they had done something but if they, they use their headscarves to, co to cover their faces simply because they're in public amongst all the other males, that is quite permissible. So it's, but generally, generally it's not recommended when the female is in haram that she covers her face unless she's done so, obviously. And obviously if she covers her hands with gloves, it should be because of the fear that, that unfortunately there is a mixture of, uh, of, of of where, where, where people need to touch and get to one another. And in that case, may Allah protect um, that, that gloves would be permissible then on females. Other than that, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa says that it's not recommended that they be wearing that whilst in ihram. Um, we used to, uh, uh, point number three, a man covering his head with a turban or any similar item may a man cover um, it's not permissible for a man to be able to cover his head with a turban or a, a, a anything that you you and I put on as we say a face today you may not cover your head or you might may not even take the ihram and cover your head with with, with the ihram this is based on the hadith of Ibn Umar in which the Nabi sallallahu alayhi said he must not wear an undergarment or a turban it is though permissible to seek shade under a tent 
or something of that nature. This is based on the hadith of Jabir which says the messenger of Allah commanded that a fur tent be pitched at Namira and he stayed there. Now, the scholar says if the thing is not part of your head and, 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 and like for instance and you, you, we, we're coming from distant places and the, the heat in Makkah is so intense then you may be able to wear something as what they call an umbrella. Right? Just to be able to have shade that is quite permissible, but to be able to put it to your head or against your head is not recommended. Um, like Because now it becomes like a turban. Now the Billah may Allah protect. So a turban mustn't be worn. You could be using an umbrella and you could be sitting in and under something that is a cover or a shade. Um, the next point is wearing perfume. Is it permissible to wear perfume? In the hadith narrated by Ibn Omar, by Umar radiallahu anhu himself, he states, do not wear clothes scented with saffron or kind of plant used for dying. The Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam also said about the pilgrim who died, falling from his camel, do not scent him with perfume and do not cover his head. For he shall be resurrected on the day of Yawm Al-Qiyamah, reciting the Talbiyah. This comes from the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The person died, he fell from his camel on Arafah, and he died, the Nabi said, then he must be, uh, he obviously has these ghusl that he has done. And the Nabi says, do not scent him with perfume. Do not even put perfume on his body. The clothing is, that he has got on is his ihram, and the the the, the ghusl that he has taken is the ghusl for 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 his for his uh, the fact that he's going to be da- be buried, and which we which we call the kafan. And the says, do not add any perfume to him, and do not cover his head, as he is going to stand up Yom Al Qiyamah reciting the talbiyah. Beautifully said there by Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams. Now, some of the questions that came through on our WhatsApp is with regards to the covering of the female feet, the covering of the feet for the female. And it says here, Assalamu alaikum. For health reasons, I'm excused from wearing socks as I've got a skin problem and it's worse on my feet. So, Imam must please expand on the question of leaving feet open and non acceptance of ibadah, etc. Shukran Jazakallah I think it's a very vital question um, as, as, as you get people with certain conditions and, and the conditions what does Islam say with those conditions now what needs to happen the person needs to understand that the covering of the aura is a necessity and if that aura is open unfortunately then that invalidates the ibadah right? so the person must then see which of the clothing material affects the feet for not all the material that there is affects the feet equally the person can either have a sock that covers that and the type of clothing that does not affect example if the nylon affects the feet then that the person cannot wear a nylon so the problem because the person probably can get a cotton or a woolen or those other forms and the person must know which of them other than that, the person must use a piece of cloth that is thrown over and around to cover the feet whilst in Isara, right? So it doesn't necessarily need to be a sock, but if the one type of sock is affecting the body, um, there is other types, and like Allah says, Allah has shown us, certain things is most probably not recommended or cannot be, the body doesn't have the capacity to withhold that, that we say, that um, I am I, allergic to those things, I can't use it, or I can't wear it, or I can't eat it, then the allergy would be that, but there is a, a variety of that type of things in the clothing materials. So if the one is, you, you have a, an, an allergy for the one, and you cannot use it, then you need to find the other which is not allergic, you're not allergic to, and that you can, and then must probably either have a sock made of something of that nature and or to use a cloth, especially with the females, to throw it over their feet to cover them with that. Shukran so much for answering that question. I hope that that thing clarifies the answer for you, whoever sent through the 
SMS and the WhatsApp. Then Sheikh, another question came through and it says, yes, salam, if a woman is making salah alone in her room, must her feet still be covered? I like that question. Wallahi, I like that question. The reason being, uh, because many of us is under the impression that the reason why I must be in in, in uh, 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 in, uh, uh, have my feet covered is because if I stand in front of Allah then I must have my feet covered right um, no if I stand in front of Allah I must have my feet covered whether I'm in public or whether I'm in alone at home right because it's a decency that we stand in front of our Lord and our aura must be covered and our feet by, by the law of Allah is part of my aura and I'm covering my feet in in the presence of of Allah because it's my aura but the law of the of the aura is something that the woman must cover while she leaves her public place while she I mean her private space a private space is her home the moment she goes out of the door out of her home her aura may not be open and that is where the effect is in front of every other human being it is not permissible for her feet to be open. So can a woman in her presence of a salah be, it's not recommended to walk in public with my, my, my socks in my bag and then when I get into the haram or get into the masjid, I put my socks on. So for what reason have you done that? Because there's nothing wrong if the circumstances is where you don't have socks. Or your socks has been stolen. Uh, it got lost. Lost uh, example example of what happened with Abu, Nabi Musa for that matter, when he wanted to go and make salah after having taken a shower or having a, taking a bath, and he wanted and he wanted went to look for his for his clothing. He found that the animals has has taken it and or, or the wind has taken his clothes away. It's not to be found there. And he had to make salah. And then he went to perform salah in public, uh, not in public, covering himself uh, um, under the, 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 the whatever shade there was. But he stood in front of Allah and he placed his hands in front of his private parts to be able to show he must perform the salah. So when the circumstances are circumstances of that nature, then the person may perform the salah while the stocks has been stolen or is gone or can't find it. Now the person doesn't have it because the person had it. Now it, it, it's, uh, uh, he was ready to be able to cover it. Cover, like for instance, he went to take wudu, and when he came back, the, the wudu was the, the the socks was gone, um, and, and he went to take wudu and he placed the socks on the place, and he looked around, he couldn't find it. And in that case, with with a female, it's nothing wrong for her when she's in the privacy, to be able to stand in front of Allah with with, with bare feet, Allah knows, and if she can't find something to throw over her feet. Right? She's in a privacy. But when she's in public, that she na need to know that the moment I leave my privacy, in any sense of public, when she's at work, the workplace is public. The, the market is public. The road is public. Her car is public. Is everything that's outside her own privacy is public and they of necessity as a fart it must be covered it's not a maybe and so the salah being done in her room is the privacy that she has there she needs to have be covered in front of Allah to cover her feet and she realizes doing it to be covering her feet under the process of she's standing in front of Allah and in that case it's permissible for her if something happens where there's nothing else and she has got no others that unfortunately in her privacy or at a certain spot the the socks got lost uh, or, or something happens where it's very uncomfortable in a public scenario but she's she can she can cover away from from the public uh, arena then there's nothing wrong to stand in front of Allah in that case like we've discussed with what has happened to Nabi Musa Shukran so much for clarifying that, Sheikh. And then there's another SMS that came through on our what actually a WhatsApp that came through. As says, Salam, Sheikh, we in Haram these days of Hajj, is it permissible for the ladies in the tent to take over their scarves and socks, etc.? Isn't this also part of a aura, although it's all females? Even in, uh, as we said, the person in Haram, when the person is in Haram, the person may not 
for that matter, in publicly open themselves to the general public. Because um, the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam prevented the women to be able to uncover their heads in front of uh, other women. If you're in your total privacy, in your absolute privacy on your own, like for instance, example, the person is at the bait in Makkah, in the privacy with the with the with with the uh, with the people, then it's recommended for them to be able to. Uh, the husband and wife is in the same room. Then it's permissible for the woman then, um, if she she she's now out of her ihram to be able to relieve herself from to leave and that is what tamattu is all about to relieve herself and grant her the opportunity that she can have that sense of enjoyment with her partner and in the partner's presence but when it's males with males or females with females then the males in front of the males may not expose their aura to one another and aura i'm not referring to to the private parts but everything that the body is aura in islam from the navel to the knee a man may not have on something that's less than than covering the navel to the knee Shukran so much for answering that that is since and i'm going to be reading out the question again and it says here salam sheikh really haram the days of hajj is it is it possible for the ladies in the tent to take off their scarves and socks etc isn't this also part of her aura although it's all females Yes, Shukran Jazakallahi, we've started to answer that question, unfortunately the break came in between. Um, we, uh, we need to understand that this matter is not something that has to do with, with Hajj only, or that has to do with Arafah only. A woman in front of women may not open her aura, for that matter, whatever is the aura of a woman, right? That, that is if the woman is a person who wants to be obedient to Allah Ta'ala. Um, the hair of a woman is aura, so she may not open her aura in front of other women, right? Um, uh, um, and so, the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam gave permissibility for the woman in Medina, the city of the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam, that it's not recommended for the woman to be able to uncover the aura in public amongst even amongst other women. Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. So, when a woman leaves her own privacy and goes to other private, uh, the public places, is she allowed to open up her aura in front of everybody else? Uh, that is Islamically not recommended, not healthy, right? Um, uh, uh, may Allah grant khairan barakah. But this is for males and females. We may not do these things. So even a male may not open up his privacy, his, his aura in front of other people in the, their own privacy. Which means like in Makkah, when a person stays at the bait, with his males only or females only, the persons may not open up the, 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 the they mustn't expose their aura to one another. If they need to undress, they need to undress in such a way that the aura has been covered still. Right? May Allah protect all of us and grant us to realize what has been given to us in the law of Allah and His Messenger Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And pertaining to the specifics of the question where the person speaks about uh, Arafah and the person doing the people doing this on Arafah, this is even more greater a sin. And this is even more corruptive. As this is even more destruction to the status of Hajj Magbun and Mabrur. Remember Allah says in the Holy Quran in Surah number number two, Surah Al-Baqarah, verse one ninety seven, Allah says Al Hajju Ashhurum Ma'lumat. Hajj is the the the, the sacred uh, uh, the, the, the known months is Allah. فَمَنْ فَرَضَ فِيهِنَّ الْحَجِّ If you make it fard upon your hajj, فَلَا رَفَثَ وَلَا فُسُوقَ وَلَا جِدَالَ فِي الْحَجِّ These three things that may never, ever, ever happen on hajj. Never, ever. One of them, رَفَث. And I think we've explained this in detail. The second one was فُسُوق. We said the word فُسُوق is the jam, the plural of the word, or of the word فِسْق. One is a fisk, and many is fusuk. And the word fisk means a sin, a disobedience, and uh, and going against what the norm is of the law of Allah and His Messenger. So you may not do that, meaning you may not do things which has been given to you as a command under your normal rule. And obviously if a person wants to perform the hajj, the necessity is the fundamentals of Islamic rule and regulation. Wherever you find yourself outside, outside in public, 
the rule and regulation of that must be known. You cannot go for Hajj if you don't know what the fundamentals is. You cannot go for Hajj tomorrow if you became Muslim today. Yes, you can go. But you cannot go and do it because you, you don't know what Islam is all about. You should have developed. And remember, it's not about going for Hajj. It's all about preparing for Hajj. It's course about paper and preparation is something which takes time. It's physical preparation, it's financial preparation, it's educational preparation, it's ex- it's, 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 it's what we say, your your uh, experience of understanding the law and the rule and, uh, and the application of this deen. That's all part of preparation. That must be there as a necessity. So a person cannot go for Hajj and then they do the wrong, and especially you and Arafa do these wrong things. Uh, and, and say, I didn't know. Unfortunately, then you've invalidated your complete hajj. You destroyed it. Remember, we said, if Allah says, then for that matter, you may not f- do fusuk. Fusuk is any sin. The scholar says, it refers to minor sins and major sins. And imagine a woman goes on Arafah, then she opens up her hair, or then she takes out her socks. No, the feet is part of the aura. You're not supposed to do it in public. You're supposed to keep your socks on. I would want to repeat this, specifically when it comes to Arafah, specifically when it comes to a woman, when it comes to the ihram, please see that your type of sock or the thing that you use over your feet is not something that you you cannot take. Or Like for instance, if you have uh, 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 the heat of Makkah, and you have nylon socks on, then yes, you would like, you would detest it, you would not like it. So get a pair of uh, uh, good uh, um, cotton socks that is easy, that doesn't build the heat, doesn't add to the heat, because there is already the heat of Makkah, so let your whole body's garment that you are in, something that you can take that is not going to bring uncomfort onto the process of your hajj and the uncomfort of the other of the of the um um, state of ihram may allah grant khair and barakah for our judge and grant them the understanding of having to fulfill the ibadah to the best of their abilities inshallah shukran so much for expanding a bit more on that question sheikh and then also our last question here it says salam did nabi isa perform hajj did nabi isa perform hajj as to the question um, I need to say there is not recording a specific recording that Nabi Isa performed Hajj what we do know that Allah has made Hajj fart for all the people before us like that of the month of Ramadan Allah says that Allah has made the Hajj of the, the, the fasting of the month of Ramadan fart for those people before us similarly Hajj has been ever since the time of Nabi Adam wasalam, Hajj has been a fart on all the Anbiya and it's noted that all the Anbiya went for Hajj. We do not have a guaranteed fact where I can say to you, Nabi Isa went on Hajj and this was the details of it. I do not know that. Is it Allah's decree that Nabi Isa will come back to this dunya? Because he's going to come back. That is Allah's decree. He's going to come back. But is it Allah's decree he will only then get married and only then go for Hajj? For we know for sure he did not get married. He did not have children. We know that he's going to get married to the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam's ummah. And we know that he's going to then live at that period. So he might be then coming for Hajj, insha'Allah. But I know Nabi Isa, the ruling on Nabi Isa and his people is that they have to perform Hajj. Thank so much for that, Sheikh. And then here's the final question. The questions are coming through here. Here's also another question that came through. And it says here, Salam, Sheikh, if you signed a Hajj contract here in Cape Town, but if you get into Saudi and it's not what your contract was stated, and if someone wants to ask you a question, and then the sheikh says, you can't open your mouth because you're on hajj, then what you are supposed to do? Should you listen then? Yeah, well, uh, the issue is slightly different to what we do with the hajj course now. Um, yes, but also pertaining to the fact that what can I say and what can't I say? Mm-hmm. You have the right to be able, because uh, when Allah says, فَلَا رَفَثَ وَلَا فُسُكَ وَلَا جِدَال it's Jidal is when you go in argumentative. We become argumentative. Jidal is when you make a debate and, and, and make an issue about things and take it. Uh, that is part of Jidal. 
what you need to do, you must probably keep the, the, the processes to that sense of decency in discussing. Need to discuss this, we need to put these things down. And this is what I feel, and this is what the agreement, this is the violation. Because if they violate your agreement, then unfortunately the wrong is on them, the person who's done the wrong. And he cannot use the Hajj against you to say, yeah, you're on Hajj, you may not speak. He violated, then he knew very well what he did, and he knew very well that he was with the intention to violate and to use the violation. And we've seen this happening many a times. Intentionally they violate, and intentionally they mean to be able to keep you silent, and you may not say the truth. That is not what is referred to. What's referred to in Allah says, is that you may not make it an argument. Don't make it in the debate and an argument and an issue. Don't make it a, 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 a becomes an uncomfortable matter on Hajj. But deal with it very, very decently. Let them understand that this is violating the rules of Allah against the law of Allah and His Messenger, against Islam, more to kufr that a Muslim, must, because the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa made it very clear in the life of a Muslim, every Muslim, in everything that we do, al-Muslimuna ala shurutihim. The Muslim is a person that when he puts a condition down, he breaks his back, he goes a million miles, he goes out of his way to see that condition which is made, that becomes the reality of it. And he does not violate. He doesn't intentionally have been to, to keep quiet. And if it happens unexpectedly, he says to the person, I couldn't help it. It happened unexpectedly. He didn't have any intention. He didn't intentionally violate. Then he still has to be able to see that he does. He admits to his wrong and see what he can do if it was not meant to for him to be able to get to that what he wanted. But you, the person who's been affected by the process of the effect that the person has made the agreement with you, you have the right to be able to speak to that person in Makkah. You have the right to be able to say to him in his face, on Ihram, even on Arafah, because the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa says to us that the, of the rights of a mu'min, of a believer is that he does not allow himself to be abused. In the state of Ihram, not even in the state of Ihram are you allowed to be abused, which means the intention of the person who's made the agreement mustn't intentionally be there to have, and then he doesn't want you to say the truth. You have the right to say to him, you don't make it an argument, you say it to him in a decent way, and you can say to the person, if you do not mind, I'm saying it to you on Arafah, but I'm not stopping here, I'm in Ihram. I'm not stopping here, I'm come, going to Cape Town and I'm going to tell the world about this because you are not responding, you are not fulfilling, you are going against Islam, you are opening up the doors of kufr in your life and you want us to be Muslim because you want to abuse us, that is not what Islam wants. A Muslim must not allow, according to the Nabi, that, the, that anybody, even if a person calls himself a Muslim, he wants to abuse you because you are in the state of Hajj, oh no, that is not the understanding of what Allah wants for us as Islam. When Allah says, فَلَا جِدَالَ فِي الْحَجْ During the Hajj you may not have jidal. Yes, you come home and you present it to the world and you let the world understand this person has violated intentionally because that stops him doing that any further. So if the person hears us, he must be able to know, I wouldn't want to be part of that. I, I want to be Muslim. I wouldn't want to be a person who has the intention to corrupt and to destroy and to fight or to be greedy and steal from others while they are busy on Hajj. Na'udhu Billah. You've seen this happening. It's been part of life. Na'udhu Billah. May Allah protect that we do not go to that things and that we all become real Muslims and true Muslims. The person who goes with the agreement, the person who makes the agreement, and everybody, and the person who goes for Hajj tries to do everything in accordance with what Allah and His Rasul guides us, inshallah. I mean, inshallah. Shukran so much for that, Sheikh, and for answering that. There is another few questions that have come through, and I think that this is in terms of uh, when she spoke about the aura as well as uh, you know looking at when you are on hajj and the question the last question that came through and it says yeah shukran so much for the topic on aura sheikh for the ladies but then also uh, what about the ladies that are going to lady uh, lady spas and so forth is that then also not part of the aura to remove some of the garments and so forth if a lady a lady goes to lady ladies uh, uh, spas where, where the intention is because of the health processes or the development, then that is permissible in Islam, right? But the, the undressing for having to address the person open, 
If the person is in, 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 in the spa, in a position where the person is alone and covered, the, 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 there's something over the body, then that's permissible. But when the person undresses, undresses and everybody can see the body, and that is the thing that the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has presented us, prevented us from. Shukran so much for that, Sheikh, and for answering all of the questions we have. They now completed uh, the question. And here's just one more that popped by, Sheikh, and that is according to the socks. And it says, yes, alaikum. just wanted to know if the rule of the socks applies for those following the Hanafi Madhab. Um, Alhamdulillah, I thank Allah Ta'ala It is for those people who want to be Muslim If you're following the sunnah of the Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam And you want to be Muslim And that refers to you, right? right? It's not, it doesn't refer to the Hadafish Marab If you want to be Muslim Because the process of our people I mean to say if it's not for the Hanafi It's for all those who want to be Muslim In public, a woman is not supposed to be able to open up her feet in public, a woman in the law of Allah and His Rasul, because our deen comes from Allah. Our deen has been practiced and taught to us by Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Imam Shafi'i, Shafi'iyya, Hanafi, Hanbaliya, Malikiya, as scholars and what they say is secondary, is of no valid if the Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam has spoken and Allah has given His message. How dare anybody has the right to say I'm a mufti or my appeal or my sheikh, and I say anything in condition of what Allah has said already? They add anything different to that. Billah. May Allah protect all of us That we recognize that we as Muslims If it's in public The aura of a woman is everything of the woman Except her hands and her face And that is Allah's law Of what Allah wants And not Shafi'i, not Hanafi, not Hanbali, not Maliki They add anything if Allah and His Rasul have spoken May Allah open the path for all of us Shukran so much for that Sheikh And then now we have reached the end of our program And here I'm going to be allowing Sheikh To do the closing dua for us Inshallah Sheikh Tafatul Sorry we've come to the end Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim Wal Asr Inna al-insana lafi husr Illa al-lazina amanu amilu al-salihat Watawasaw bil-haqi Watawasaw bil-sabr Wa sallallahu ala sayyidina wa maulana Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahabi wa barik wa salim Subhanaka Allahumma wa bihamdik nashadu an la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen